This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys! Hey! It's Elizabeth! And it's Steven! Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast! Welcome. This is your first time listening to the show. I'm usually joined by my co-host Alex, who's away on vacation this week. Um, But Alex and I are estheticians in Brooklyn, New York, and we usually see you all here every Friday to teach you everything that we know about beauty and skincare while learning a thing or two from some guest experts that we invite to come hang. And today... I have a guest co-host who's pretty much exactly right royalty, Mr. Stephen Ray Morris. Hey, thank you so much. This is very exciting. Uh, I Well, I guess to introduce myself, um, I, I'm very excited for this subject, perfumes and colognes and scents. But uh, I engineer and edit uh, My Favorite Murder, and I am co-host of the Percast. But I'm very excited. This is kind of my, like, when I think about a hobby, when people ask, you know, especially us Aries, when we think about hobbies that aren't. You know, this is this is like my one hobby where I'm like obsessed with. Uh, so this is very exciting. I love this. Stephen and I recently became friends in real life because I I always this is so weird because like I always listen to my favorite murder and of course I always like knew about you and then when we joined exactly right you were just so like kind to us and to the show and you just like were always reaching out and promoting the show and everything and so we became fr- like internet friends and then when I was in LA we became real life friends but I remember when we were hanging out together I was like Stephen I forget that like. The way that I know you is because I used to listen to you on this podcast like years ago and now we're homies. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, I I know it's funny. I mean, I think that's the thing. I mean, obviously, we connected a little bit, too, because our our mutual we almost have the same birthday, which is very fun. Yes. We're both Aries. Yes. And it's one of those things where I feel like I don't know many Aries in my life. So I felt like uh, when like when we just started talking more, it was like, oh, my gosh, you understand what's going up here in the brain area. Totally. Yeah. 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 Because we I mean, okay, so if you're an Aries, you know who the fuck you are. But Aries, we're a lot. We love we love other Aries. We're leaders. We're we're just like strong personalities. Yeah, it's a lot. And so sometimes you're like, where do I direct, you know, where do I direct this strong energy? So it's nice to nice to know that that feeling isn't like that's not a thing. That you're, you're not crazy for feeling that way. Yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you and I started go. Do you know, actually, since we last uh, hung out, you were telling me about all the Leos that you had in your life. Yeah. And <laughs> after that, dude, I realized like all of my good friends are Leos. Yeah, we admire that. We admire similar um 
party animal. They're more of the party animal than Aries are. Sometimes we're a little bit like we're it. We're we're more business, you know. So, yeah, yeah. So I think we appreciate the the party animal Leos that are in our lives. Totally. It's just so funny how I mean, astrology is like millennials' religion, right? So yes, preaching to the choir. Everybody listening is like we all know. But it's just so interesting to me, sort of how like when you start to actually look at it and break these things down, it's like wow, this is legit. Like I like Aries and Leo. As it turns out, the more I started to look into it are just like two peas in a pod, best buds, like a great compatibility. Yeah, but sometimes it can be a little spicy. I know, you know? that's what you're telling me too. You're like, stay away from Leo's girl. And I was like, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's it's fun. I mean, it is fun. You know, it's it's like the stuff that I feel like, like Romeo and Juliet, they're like an Aries and a Leo. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like classic characters in history are are usually Aries and Leos. Really? I mean, I'd have to confirm that. I'm sure somebody knows that. I'm sure there's a book out there that's like, you know, who, I mean, you know, but I mean, I think of our icons, Mariah and Selena, you know, it's totally. Just like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a well behaved Aries rarely make history, you know? You know what, though? I would say I would put money on, of course, we just said Mariah and Selena, but um, like cult leaders, I bet most cult leaders and maybe even serial killers, I think that they're probably Aries. And Leo's. It takes like a really charismatic leader. Well, you know, I actually recently, oh, I wish I remember where it was. I feel like they were saying that cult leaders are mostly, oh man, I, whoever, whichever side I'm going to say, they're going to get mad. I feel like it was like either Pisces or, or it, was, it wasn't Aries and Leo, actually. That's, wow. what this, that's what was surprising to me. Pisces does make sense, though, because they're just so like in their, you know, a fantastical in their heads, like, oh, yeah, the yeah. animals. Da, 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 da. They don't need anyone else. You know, they're sort of lone wolves. Yeah. And when, uh, Vanessa actually was saying that Pisces, because they're at the end of the Zodiac, they have like already seen life. Like they've already lived a full life and know that shit is wild out there. That so makes that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> and so now we're here talking about like the luxurious things in life, which is a total Aries trait perfumes yeah and i feel like i at least am a little bit attracted to it because it's like you know i mean we've obviously been in the pandemic for a long time but you know there are offices that don't allow fragrances and stuff which i find very surprising because to me smell is so important so i like i mean i hope i'm not too obnoxious i don't know if anybody who's been around me recently if i'm just like dunking on like i'm just splashing myself but like i love i love when people have a smell, you know, I, I like, I think it's smell is so important to me. It, it's like kind of defines people. Like if you smell bad, I feel like I probably have a negative impression of you. Well, yeah, I feel like probably, probably most a bad people. Thing. No, I think that like for sure. I mean, look, when you think about the sense, I mean, the, um, the senses that really stick with you and really evoke memory and nostalgia, scent. Yeah. The smell of something immediately takes you right back to wherever you were. Yes. Oh, 100%. So that totally makes sense that like it's it's so important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what kind of offices don't allow scent? I, I mean, I've never worked in an office, but I just feel like I've heard that. And I definitely know people who are more sensitive to that sort of thing. Yeah. Where like, again, you know, like, I mean... You know, an Axe body spray is meant to be an assault, you know, in a way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's literally like the bro of, you know. um, So I understand, you know, but I just feel like there's such a... And, you know, I even think of, like... I actually, I mean, I was telling you before this, I have like literally a collection of some of my favorites right next to me right now that we can get to at some point. But um, 
you know, I, I can understand that there's probably people out there like you think like Wall Street or like high like uh, agents and, you know, these kind of like more aggressive places. I'm sure there's just these like bros that are like, you know, just totally. like spraying on the most like aggressive musk that it's just like, Jesus, you know, keep it in your pants, you well, know, like. Yeah. And it, well, it's funny. As soon as I said, like, what kind of places I realized, bitch, you're your industry like I can't I do wear perfume but I can't have like an overpowering scent when I'm working over somebody you're up at everyone's business so I'm sure it's like you're maybe more you're probably a lot more sensitive about how you you are as you know I don't get that close to anybody I right guess. right right <laughs> but to like doctors you're right like there's certain professions for sure where it's like a overpowering scent for sure is not really the that ain't it yeah, yeah. I know. I love some doctor that's like wearing sweet honesty as she's like doing surgery. It's oh like the God. person under the knife is like, is that sweet honesty? <laughs> like what's up. happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wakes them up. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So good. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do a deep dive into fragrance to talk about all of these things. So um, before we jump into that, um, let's talk a little bit about what else we're going to be doing in today's show. So later in the show, Alex and I um, interviewed Brianna Arps, who's the founder and CEO of a luxury clean fragrance brand called Mudo. And Brianna's actually a former Refinery29 editor who then became a marketing expert um, before founding Mudo on the tenant of self-care is self-love. Love that. So she's actually one of the few um, BIPOC women in the fragrance industry using natural ingredients and is Credo Beauty's first black-owned fragrance brand, a feat that she accomplished only seven months after the brand's launch in October 2021. So that's fucking dope. That's really cool. Yeah. If you guys like if you guys like this episode, we would love it if you'd leave a five star review on Apple Podcast. It's how other beauty bat well, I never said beauty baddies before. This is exciting. Uh it's how other beauty baddies and soon to be beauty baddies find the show. Yes. So guys, we would absolutely love it. Every time I ask, you usually do it. Now we've got our great guest host Steven here. I know that y'all are all fans of Steven. So go leave us a five star review. We would absolutely love it. You want to start um, breaking down our topic, Stephen? Let's jump into the main. Yeah, I know this is very exciting, and it's funny because I think, like, if you're if you're somebody who just wears cologne or perfume, I think you'd almost never think of this, you know, in a way. But I think if you start to, because like for me, I have cologne and perfumes, and you know, the like, I feel like people who are into this, it doesn't like masculine, feminine doesn't matter. It's just like your mood almost kind mm-hmm. of what applies to you. And so to me, what I was learning was that the difference between cologne, perfume, eau de toilette, it's like it's just difference in concentrations. Mm. Um, so basically, and I got this, uh, <laughs> I just started, I just went to the source, perfume.com, although Fragrantica is another website that I really like. They're kind of like the Wikipedia of colognes and perfumes. Ooh. but. Basically, the difference is just the amount of concentration of oil. So it's like perfume is just an oil that is like, I was going to say, if you're, you know, if you're smoking weed, it's like the difference between, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm an expert enough in weed to get this. But basically, it's like um, perfume or parfum is like the highest concentration and then Uda Toilette and then Uda Cologne. But I mean, a lot of people just say cologne and perfume. Right. Um, but again, it's just basically the the concentrations. And so... 
you know, I, I believe like perfume is somewhere from like uh like a pure part uh, perfumes are like twenty five percent or twenty percent, and then colognes are like down to four to six percent of oils. So oh. that's why something like an Axe body spray or you know like the really generic cheap stuff, it's like the littlest amount of oil, and then obviously like uh, Rihanna's new perfume <gasps> that she has, which is like you know that's an expensive. That's I mean that's basically the price difference too. Right. So like. Right. So colognes are super cheap. You think of like the stuff you can get at Target or like Macy's or Nordstrom's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, again, Rihanna's the Sauvage Day Parfume, which was $140 a bottle. And it's, I don't know, like how many ounces is that? That's something maybe, like, that's a pretty big bottle, actually. That's maybe four ounces. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, it's <laughs> I, $140 I had this, for, four, for four ounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this by my desk and I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to keep spraying this and go through it really quickly. I should probably save it for special occasions. Um, when you first bought it, you were just like a little spritz, 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 spritz. Exactly. Yeah. By my desk. And instead I have um, like I have this Demeter salt air, which is essentially this is almost like a it's like below a cologne. It's like a refresher, which I feel like is something that is more in per- perfumes or like more naturally targeted towards like uh you know women or you know whatever like but i like this one this because this i'll just like if it's a instead of we were talking about energy earlier it's like sometimes i'll just like spray to my face if i need to pick me up okay so when you and i went hiking as soon as we parked that was one of the first things you showed me you're like did i tell you that i love uh scent here take this spray it'll just spray it spray it and i'm (laughs) we don't know each other that well so you don't know that i don't really love fragrance like which we're yeah, gonna yeah. get into i really only like le labo but like all my products i try to do like minimal fragrance or fragrance free but i was just like steven's my new friend and i'm not gonna be rude so i guess i'm gonna spray this <laughs> but you're so excited also you're just like just spray it isn't it the best and i was like you are so passionate about scent clearly we have to have a podcast episode about this so here we are and i love that you brought that exact same one out that's so funny i just yeah it was just it's just like you know, instead of drinking another Red Bull, it's like just a little <laughs> spritz. I mean, pr- it's probably bad to spray in your face because it is alcohol. So yeah, maybe, yeah, I sh- maybe don't do that. Right. We've actually said the same thing. I was like, my facha? And you're like, no, no, it's fine. You don't have to do your face. But um, this is a cool topic also because even though we're talking about scent as a standalone product, fragrance and scent is such a huge part of beauty, right? Like we're always talking how much, um, how so much of beauty and skincare is emotional as much as it is um you know, practical. And a lot of that is exactly what we were just saying, that scent evokes uh, mood. It evokes uh, happiness, right? Like it can change your mood. It can change your emotions. Um, But also the interesting thing, and this is kind of what you were just saying, is uh, this is also we learned from Genesis in our synthesized ingredients episode, that the difference between lower and higher end products is the consumer experience. Like how is this product going to feel or smell? So... One is in terms of the concentration of the standalone product, the perfumes versus the colognes versus the um, musk, as you were just saying, is the concentration. But also all of the beauty products that we use, they all also have a, some sort of fragrance in them to sort of do some a different um, emotional evocation, I think, than what a perfume should do. But still, it's going to be working to like evoke something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think of just... Like body soap, like I think of Irish Spring, which has become such a like it's such a sort of iconic, classic sort of men's body soap where it is. I wouldn't even know how to describe it, but it's just like when you smell that, it's like, oh, I kind of feel like I'm back in high school again a little bit. You yes, know? totally. <laughs> 
Okay, so with that being said, we should talk about the allergens that are kind of within fragrance to kind of just get this out of the way. Because then we can start talking about like the the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so this is actually one of the reasons that I am so... I don't want to say I'm anti-fragrance, but why I'm so fragrance, um, I tiptoe around it, right? Because I'm super sensitive. I have really sensitive skin. During the entire month of June, I would wake up every day and find like a new hive or like my face would be swollen or like a new allergy. Like it's just ridiculous. And so fragrance is one of the things that really can irritate me. And as it turns out, Stephen, I know you listen to uh, the podcast. So do you know that I'm obsessed with Zachta Bauman? Uh, yes. Okay. And wait, that, is that the book in front of you? This is the book in front of me. I actually just ordered the third edition today. Came out recently. This is the uh, second edition. That's like a real textbook. I love that. Oh, it is. This is why I always make fun of me because it's clearly for dermatologists. <laughs> I mean, but tech, I mean, it's fun. Like textbook. I mean, you know, I, I miss the days of like walking around with a bag full of books and you know, hurting my posture. But, you know, that was it was the weight of knowledge, you know? And, you know what? You're not wrong at all. A hundred percent is the weight of knowledge. Um, so, um, so according to Zach DeBauman, since the first report of allergy uh, to fragrance-based chemicals in 1957, fragrances have continued to remain um, on the top 10 allergen list for contact sensitization. So fragrances are the second most common allergy family identified to cause allergic contact dermatitis and notably the most frequent cause of contact allergy to cosmetics. So specifically, cosmetics account for 30 to 45% of these allergic contact reactions while perfumes and deodorants and antiperspirants account for 4 to 18% and 15 to 17% of cases respectively. You know, I will say, I, I just forgot about this until right now, but I there are some versions of Old Spice that I've tried make me break out a little bit. Yeah. Like in a rash under my arm. Weirdly enough that you say that, some of the most allergic scents are like the scents that you'd find in Old Spice. It's like cinnamon and peppermint and like cardamom, <laughs> like all of these like super musky uh, Yeah. Uh, essential oils, and those tend to be like the most. Yeah, it makes sense. They're spicy, so it's gonna make your skin spicy. A little spicy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So the <laughs> the really frustrating thing, as you and I were just talking about it, is that the detection of fragrance allergy is really complex because, for example, an average of thirty to fifty and upward of two hundred chemicals may be used to create a perfume's fragrance composition. So furthermore, there are more than 500 different synthetic fragrance compositions um, altogether, which is kind of wild. I mean, it makes sense. Like once you start to get into like the the like the YouTube world subculture of, you know, perfumes and colognes and scents in general, people talk about top notes, mid notes, mm-hmm. bass notes. They talk about it like it's wine, you know? Totally. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, which I love, but it also you're it, it's it's all these different things that are going to react to each other, but then also to react with your body chemistry. Yeah, and if it's going to react with your body chemistry, none of our bodies are mine's a little compromised. <laughs> yeah, people no no be and even like I I've even noticed certain. Uh, colognes and perfumes will react differently depending on like if I've just gotten out of the shower, if I'm cold, mm. and that can even affect like again like certain deodorants too that like I'll have a little bit of a reaction to as well. It just kind of depends on the day and what my body's feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's also right like why you can you can wear a perfume. And then if your friend puts it on, it smells totally different. Or your yes. friend's wearing a perfume, you're like I love that. I've got to go get it, and you go and buy it, and it smells terrible on you. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, for sure. Really quick, I guess to talk about natural versus synthetic, I mean, that was kind of an overview, but I think the biggest difference, and you tell me what you think about this, Stephen, in natural versus synthetic, is that going back to when we first started our hippie episodes, we were talking (laughs) about herbs, right? And the beginning of man and how we would use all these different herbs to help preserve food, to help to make us smell better, and uh, for a couple of different reasons, right? One was to uh, repel insects and also to repel animals, but then the other reason was to attract mates. And so... Using um, aromatic smelling herbs and aromatic leaves and all these different things, we just rub these leaves all over our bodies to try to create scent, right? Kind of like animals. And so if we go a little bit further in time, the Egyptians imported enormous qualities of herbs for perfumes, embalming mixtures, and medicines, and they considered plants important spoils of war. So when a pharaoh conquered what is now Syria... He demanded the uh, tribute specimens of all Syrian plants that weren't found in Egypt yet. Whoa. Isn't that wild? It makes sense. I mean, I think about even like the medieval times where, I mean, that's kind of how perfume was invented. Honestly, perfume was just like, oh, we don't need essential oils anymore because like as as our – as our um, hy- um, hygiene gets better, we don't need as high concentrations anymore. Whereas like, you know, that's kind of how it started out was, yeah, just like, here's literally, like you're saying, like, here's literally rubbing the plant on our skin. Totally. And from that, we're getting the plant medicine. We're getting the essential oils like you just mentioned, which has all of these incredible um, natural bacterial fighting ingredients or, uh, again, mood boosters or... Uh, mood depressors. They have just like these plants had so many different magical qualities. And so it was doing double duty almost for sure. Yeah. So um, today, when we think of natural versus synthetic, I would say that it's still very much similar. These, you know, really high quality perfumes are still using essential oils or different combinations of natural um, herbs, flowers, floral waters to create these complex, really incredible scents. I will say it's very funny um, thinking, I mean, and I don't, this is more anecdotal, but I almost feel like overall colognes and perfumes are less harsh on, like when I think about classic 80s colognes, like when I put those on, I do have more like Old Spice style reactions. And I feel like those are definitely more synthetic than Mm. say like Rihanna's uh, cologne or even the Ferrari lavender that I love, or, or even the Burberry one that is was kind of my signature scent for many years. Like those feel much more. It's almost like maybe they. I mean, and this is anecdotal, but it's more of like it, they almost know. Like they're not just going to be like this. <laughs> it's like synthetic to me in some ways. Makes me think that it's like more, like Axe body spray is like that's going to hurt you <laughs> later. Right. You're paying for that later when you're a kid. But you, when you're a kid, you don't care. Um, Okay, so that's actually what I wanted to say. So according to the FDA, the term fragrance applies to any natural or synthetic substance or substances used solely to impart an odor to a cosmetic product. So I honestly always thought that if you saw fragrance, like that just meant, okay, that's fake, that's synthesized, it's probably going to have tons of allergens, just stay away. But it really means natural or synthetic. You can have any combination of the two. Huh, that's interesting. Well, the FDA ain't great in this country. The FDA is like, look, this is capitalism. (laughs) If they're not dying, you keep supplying. I know. I was the 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 uh, the sequel to the the sunscreen episode. SPF. Yeah, I was just listening to. I was listening to that episode recently, and it was just like, oh wow, (laughs) they're yeah, they the FDA can't be trusted. 
That was kind of an eye-opening thing for me about the SPF and all that. I was like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? I know. Honestly, that's one of the reasons I wanted to get the third edition of Dr. Bauman's book, because I was like, the second edition came out 20 years ago, and I need to know that things have gotten better. Like, I need her to tell me that things are better with the FDA and with SPF and all of this stuff, because the information's a little bit backdated. Um, But I'll let you know. We'll, okay, do, yeah. we'll do a recap very soon. Yeah, listeners, will keep your ears peeled for that. Um, but also what you were saying was 100% correct in terms of the concentration of um, of the products to make the different kind of variations of scents. Um, and so that's why when you see, like even in one line, right, if you go to Le Labo, they have one scent, but they have different distillations. And within the different distillations are different price ranges. Bitch is all expensive from there. But <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I was gonna say people. People now who are like into this, they will either. I've seen people who like will make their own. Will mm-hmm. take the you know the most concentrated and do their own. Uh, the brand Demeter that is the salt thing. Like they kind of encourage you to like mix and match. So there's a little bit of a geeky quality to it. I love that. I love that because I don't like. Okay, speaking of people having their own scents, I don't like to smell like other people. Which is why for so long, I was like, fuck Santel 33. I smell that bitch everywhere. It ain't me. (laughs) And then I put it on and it smelled so differently on me than it did on other people. But also besides that is I like to mix and match with um, Le Labo. And so when we were putting together this episode and you're like, I've got my whole bin of my favorite fragrances. I was like, am I going to tell the world my secrets? (laughs) And then and then I'm not going to smell like me anymore. That is interesting, that that idea of like, yeah, I mean, because signature scent is such a big thing. But yeah, I, yeah, I wonder, I, I've never thought of it as being like a secret because maybe because my, so I mean, I, if I didn't mention it, but basically like when I went to college, my mom gave me a Burberry Uda Toilette and was like, you know, no more Axe body spray. You're going to, you know, you're going to smell like a man or whatever. I love this. Uh, I mean, jokes on her because I ended up just I, I mostly like more feminine sense anyway. But like, I mean, Burberry's pretty. It's like a woodsy. Oh wait, thing. Burberry. So I feel like that's the the cologne. I think that maybe I loved on men when I was just like in my early twenties. Yeah, it was this Burberry men was launched in '95, and its top notes are mint, lavender, bergamot, and thyme. So like. It already has. I mean, I, I definitely am attracted to more feminine presenting colognes in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense that like, you know, you're not nobody's going hard on the club with mint and lavender, you know, right, like right, it's right. not it's not this like aggressive like, you know, and I also I mean, again, the Rihanna Sauvage's uh, top notes are uh, blueberry and tangerine. Mm-hmm. And then my kind of my new favorite pandemic fave was the Pure Lavender by Ferrari. That was in 2015, and it has car- a cardamom, bergamot, and lemon. So, you know, again, like, I don't know. It, it's to like me, spicy it's like, floral you like, like sp- spicy floral citrus. Yeah, it's it's exciting. Again, I think it's a kind of an Aries thing where you're like, you, you want to make a statement, but you don't need to, like, uh, attack everyone yes. by doing it. You're just like, here I am, you yes. know, kind of thing. Yes, 100%. Okay, that's also very interesting because I like similar scents. I really love florals. I love citruses. But then I also really like deep, spicy, um, like tobacco or like Ooh. like mossy, like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like earthy, earthy notes. Oh, I love that. I, yeah. I haven't found a, a mossy that I really have... 
been attracted to yet. This is not an uh, advertisement, but I I started getting Scentbird because I just wanted to try more things without paying, you know, without necessarily buying a bottle every time. Yeah. But um, and there has been some interesting mossy ones, but I haven't quite found one for me yet necessarily. But. I forgot which one. I found one that I loved and I think at the time I just like couldn't afford it and forgot about it, but it, the idea of it has always stayed in my head. Yeah. No, for sure. Like yeah, there's there I mean the Rihanna one is a little bit ambery as well too. Mm. Um, Cuz at the it has patchouli uh in its base notes, it has geranium and magnolia in the middle notes along with Bulgarian rose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like you're it almost feels like you're talking magic when you talk about these the different layers, but it's like in my mind's eye, I can smell all of them, I feel like. Yes. And I mean, going back to what you were saying about the difference between low end and high end and the different concentrations is like the lower the quality, I should say, goes for these these products, the less that they smell like actually these adjectives and the more yes. it just smells like chemical and alcohol. Yes. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I I got this recently as a bit. Oh, tell them what it is. Yeah. Oh, so it's essentially it's it's the classic Axe body spray Phoenix classic Phoenix, um, um, which I mean, look, I, I it's on Fragrantica, which is very funny to me because I feel like this is like the version of like having, um, I don't know, it's just like it's like it's it's the love spell, it's the men's version of love spell for yes, women. I, I'll tell you about love spell if you don't know about it. No, no, tell me more. Um, but I was going to say, this is, it's basically a credit card sized Axe body spray that is meant for like travel. And I saw it and I was like, it's a dollar. It's a dollar. You know, might as well just, and it's, I mean, it's just, ugh, it feels like I'm being punched in the face, you know, yeah, like yeah. in gym class, you know, but it is, you know, but it's top notes are lavender geranium. It's got some citruses and it's like, I don't think I smell any of that. I think I just smell musk and chemicals. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. And okay, so also saying, if we're saying these these adjectives to you and they mean nothing, you should go to, you should find not fucking, what's it called? What's that MLM? Oh, well, uh, Avon. No, no, not Avon, the, the essential oh. oil uh, MLM. Young Living? Young Living, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, not Young Living. <laughs> Just because I don't want you to get trapped in MLM. This isn't what this exercise is for. I want you to go to find essential oils. If you live in a city, there's probably a hippie store somewhere around you where you can just go and smell all these different essential oils. But I want you to just go and smell the raw version of what each of these flowers are that we're naming. Just go and smell lavender. Just go smell rose. Just go smell geranium. And and really take in the true essence of these plants because after you do you will never be able to smell an axe body spray and smell anything but chemical because you now know what these things actually smell like and when you smell that and also like the physiological changes that come with smelling these things and then once you start to blend them bitch oh my god and like it's exactly what Stephen is saying is like the cool thing with these different oils, and this is really tying into like natural versus synthetic, is that essential oils all have different weights, right? Like an amber is much heavier than say uh, like a lavender essential oil, and I'm just saying yeah. that because I know amber you have to like heat for it to even melt, for it so you can work with it. Like it's wow. more of like a um, a resin than it is an oil. But for, for that sure. for that reason, they evaporate at different rates, and so that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the top notes, the middle notes, and the bottom notes. It's the rate of evaporation off of your skin and what's left. So once the top note evaporates, which is the lightest of the essential oils, what's left is the middle and the base notes, and then as those evaporate, you smell like these different layers of the perfume. And so 
if you're just using synthesized ingredients, granted, I don't know how synthesized ingredients work, but something tells me that there aren't different weights for all of the fragrances. Something tells me they're probably just like stirred up in a pot and mixed together and like good luck. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. No, for sure. I would love for somebody well, to tell me otherwise. But well, it's it, it's like the version of um, like drinking orange juice with or without the pulp. Like you're you're sort of the chemicalness of like of an orange juice that's like fake isn't going to have the same qualities of like eating an actual orange. Well, it's like having orange juice with the pulp or having the the can of condensed concentrated orange juice from the freezer that your mom would make from the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is such a 90s thing though, right? like frozen yes. into the like yes. the tub or whatever. Because it's like even more it's like I would dis- I would separate them even more from like being very very real to being so fucking fake. Yeah. No, no, for sure. But like, you know, sweet and delicious. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, both have their place. Both have their place. Exactly. Um, that was a great analogy. Before we start diving into our favorite fragrances, let's have our guest come on. Brianna will play our interview um, so that we can hear from an actual formulator <laughs> and ask all of these pressing questions instead of me just guessing. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about our favorite fragrances. Amazing. Sounds good? Enjoy. Enjoy, guys. My name is Brianna Arps, and I am the founder and CEO of Mudo, which is a clean luxury fragrance label that designs scents to help individuals flaunt how they feel. I love that. Um, I'm only newly a fragrance gal myself, but I've loved um, essential oils for years, and that's sort of how I came into the beauty industry. And it's really incredible how... I mean, scent does so many different things. It's incredible how it evokes memory. It's incredible how, like, specifically with essential oils, it can change your mood or alter your mood. Um, But I'm excited to speak with you about all things fragrance and hear a little bit about your journey to creating Mudo. Yeah, it's been such a crazy ride, (laughs) but it's been fun nonetheless. Will you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah. So ironically, I am a former beauty editor. So Mm. I started my career in editorial after college. When was that? 2016. So from then on to about, I guess, 2018, 2019, I was a full-time editor. I've held posts at like Us Weekly, Business Insider, Refinery29. And it was actually through my experience with Refinery29 and leaving that role that I decided to switch careers and enter into the beauty world, I guess, full time. That's awesome. I actually remember when you were writing for Refinery29, I would read some of your stories. (laughs) Yeah. So when when we saw your email come in, I was just like, oh my God, I recognize this name. This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I realized your name seemed familiar and that's definitely why. Yeah, I actually used to work with a Shapiro um, at Us Weekly. So your name is very familiar, too. I was really? like, Sh- yeah, a Shapiro, oh. Maddie, Madeline Shapiro. Listen, we're fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> if you look in a phone book, if phone books even exist, there's so many. A phone book. <laughs> the yellow pages, yeah. no, the white pages. So good. So you said you were working at Refinery29 and then you decided to go into the beauty industry. So what was it about fragrance that just drew you in that you knew you wanted to make specifically a fragrance and nothing else? Yeah, so it's kind of wild. So I was actually laid off in 2018. I'll I'll just like give the real tea. So it was like 
about 40 or so maybe of us. Um, we walked into the office one day and then like it was like everyone was crying. And I was like, what is what's going on here? Meanwhile, I had an uh, invite on my calendar from the night before and I was like oh, leaving no. the gym and I was like, this is weird. I'm like, what's going mm. on? I walked in and I was like, what the what the bleep? <laughs> so, yes, was laid off. And from then on, you know, I really was sad. I actually, I was depressed. I really, <laughs> I really went downhill very, very fast. You know, I became an editor at 23, which anyone in the old school editorial days knows that that's kind of wild to kind of climb the ranks that fast. So um, my world just really came crashing down. And in between looking for another editorial role, like on the days when you know, I didn't have much clearly. I would just still get up and get dressed and put on lipstick and really indulge in my beauty rituals. And it was fragrance. That was the thing that really kind of tipped the scale for me. Like when I would take a shower and then towel off and like spritz on my favorite scents, I was like, there's something here. Like, I just feel like that girl again. And yeah. it's, it's, Beauty and like red lip, a red lip does it for me too. I'm wearing red lipstick for those who mm-hmm. can't see or whatnot, but red lips does it for me, but fragrance really did it for me. And clearly I had a lot of time on my hands. So I did a lot of research and I was like, there is a connection, a scientific connection between our sense of smell and its ability to trigger those good thoughts, those happy moods, those memories, and just evoke things that, you know, I needed to hear and needed to feel at that particular time. And at the same time, I realized there's not a lot of mainstream Black-owned or Black woman-owned fragrance labels. And I'm so type A. I, I'm extremely type A and solutions-oriented. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. Yes. I'm just going to do it myself. Like, I don't know too much, but I'm going to figure it out. And we were in stealth for like three years before we initially launched. So that three years was a lot of learning, a lot of going back to school, a lot of brand building, a lot of strategizing so that when we did launch October 1st, 2021, you know, I felt comfortable and, and felt strongly about what we were doing and being out here and being visible. Wow. Um, how did it feel launching kind of like mid pandemic? Woo wee. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we were originally supposed to launch in 2020. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. We had a lot of things planned, like experiential stuff, right? Where we were going to invite people to like really partake in this immersive world of synth that we were creating. And, you know, I was living in New York City at the time. That's where the brand was started, Brooklyn. Shout outs to Brooklyn. Woo-hoo. And I was like, yeah, we we uh, we cannot do this. Uh, and then also at the same time, I wasn't well. Like, I think I, I mentioned this in an article before, but like, There's something about launching a wellness brand because at the end of the day, we're not just beauty. We're also lifestyle and wellness. Like there's something about launching a wellness brand, but not being well Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. mentally. Like I just wasn't there. And I was like, I would feel like the biggest fraud, (laughs) the biggest lie if I were to really go through with this. So kind of taking a step back to assess the situation and assess my own mental health. It really gave me the clarity I needed to kind of hit this thing ground running. And yeah, we're still in a global pandemic. Like we're still, Mm -hmm. we're still in it. And like for those who have beauty brands or just brands in general or businesses in general, you know that the supply chain is still messed up. Like Mm -hmm. it's still in shambles. So I would say um, it's really built my character. Like there's things that I I would have never thought I would go through or experience, especially this early in our journey, if you want to put a timestamp on it. But I think it really built a lot of a lot of character. For sure. Um, it's interesting that 
you were saying that you got laid off and you were just like, I just have to keep moving forward. I just have to keep going and I'm solutions oriented. And then you just, you did for three years. And then when it came time to launch, you were just like, oh my God, I'm not well. And it's interesting because I think that there's something to be said for how, you know, you kind of, and I'm learning this is like, I think that the body is smart enough to put you in a mode or in a place where just like adrenaline is pumping and it's not the time to like deal with the emotional shit. It's the time to move forward to get shit done. And then when Mm. you can deal with it is when it comes up and it Mm -hmm. kind of sounds like you were like, okay, we were ready to launch. And then like, I wasn't well, but it's also that you were ready. You could handle that at that point. Like you couldn't, you know what I mean? Like you had too many other things to do to survive essentially than to like sit and wallow. And I kind of love that because I think that's that's such a truth about any, anything in life. Just, I mean, look, we're all going through hard times right now. Yes. Yes. It's a wild time to be alive. No, it's a wild time to be alive. It's a wild time to be a woman right now. It's a a really wild time. And, you know, I think I was on autopilot for a while because, you know, when I typically commit to something, like I'll go heads down in it. And like that three year period where, well, actually it was like about two and a half at that time, but there was so much to do. Like there was so much to do that that was keeping me going. And then it wasn't until, like you mentioned, we were really about to pull the trigger that I was like, wait a minute, like all of this running around, all of this just stuff that I'm going through is catching up to me. And also just the world in which we were living in, like I was living in New York at that time and the pandemic, when it really kicked off, really hit the city hard. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't hearing sirens. I wasn't hearing. It was dead quiet, like the wildest thing. And if you were up in New York City, you know that at seven o'clock, we all did that. We all stopped. We all stopped what we were doing and like did this like seven o'clock clap. Got our pans out. Yes. Yeah. For first, it was it was wild. We yeah. were living in the twilight zone. Yeah. So all of that came up to me. And I'm like, you know what? I just not today, Satan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, not today. Not fucking today. Not today. Like we actually launched, and I'll I'll tell a tell a funny quick story. Like we actually launched October 1st, 2021. Like kind of on a whim. Like I had everything kind of ready, but my grandfather passed mm. July 15th. And he's uh who we've dedicated the company to. Uh, he was the first entrepreneur that I've ever known. Like my grandfather just knew like his baby had something that she was doing and he was supportive like until the day, you know, he passed. And uh, just something in me was like, tomorrow is just really not fucking promised. Like mm-hmm. I just saw this man last week. I just saw my grandfather last week and then now he's not here. Like it was the wildest concept to me. And I'm like, you know what? No more fucking around. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we have to do this thing now. And um, I picked October 1st and we just ran with it. Yeah. That's beautiful. It. What kind of entrepreneur was your grandfather? Yeah, my grandpa did a lot of cool things in his life, but he was a disc jockey. He was a disc jockey at a local radio station. (laughs) Like the coolest thing. Like we still have all his turntables and all of his records. But he also owned, um, before that venture, he owned a grocery store. Mm. This is way before I was born. But like he owned a grocery store and like he really was a you know, very successful in his neighborhood. And like people loved going to his particular grocery store. And so a lot of his traits, I think, were passed down to me genetically Totally. <laughs> when it came to like the perseverance, just like the charisma, the, 
you know, the tenacity that you kind of have to have to do this, this, this thing, you know, I definitely yeah. think he's, he's in it through and through with me, you know, that's awesome. And like kind of living multiple lives within your like work life. Like you've yeah. already had a couple lives. Sounds like he had <laughs> multiple. Listen, I've had like 29 lives. <laughs> like I've reincarnated like a million times since I've been living on this earth. Like, but I will say that everything that I've done from editorial to, you know, I worked, I was a content marketing manager at a really popular cosmetics label. Like I've done a lot of things and when you lay them all out, they really all led me to this moment. Mm -hmm. They all led me to Mudo, like mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form. The transferable skills that I acquired through that journey really helped to make this new journey of mine. I wouldn't say easy, but I will say um, I would say it made it a little bit more seamless, if you will. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it makes it seamless, like you're a good storyteller, you can be a great marketer and vice versa. So yeah, I think, you know, it all just happened how it was supposed to. What did you want to do different with fragrance when you mm. decided that you wanted to create Mudo? Yes. Like I love marketing, right? And I, I love brand building. And like the thing that really got under my skin when it comes to like traditional fragrance marketing in the Western world, it's like, we get these commercials and it's like this guy in a fast car and then like it flashes and it's like Dior. And it's like, what the, <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Like, what is the, what are you like a lot of fragrance marketing or just like fragrance brands today are really trying to sell an image without actually like taking a step back and helping people realize what they can really manifest from within. Mm -hmm. Right. They're like we vibes, take girl. the backwards approach, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it's, it's just the weirdest thing. Like we're a little bit more, not even a little, we're a lot, a lot intentional about the messaging that we're putting out the imagery and just down to the notes. Like everything that we do is to foster a, a specific mood versus teaching people to try to obtain for some unrealistic standard of what they, what the world deems as luxury or mm. prestige or whatever. Like there's a lot of shit we can manifest from within. And I'm like living proof, mm -hmm. like living proof of it. So that's, I think what makes us different from a brand perspective, but like on a, you know, formulation perspective, we don't use any water. We don't use any alcohol. We don't use any dyes or artificial colorants we really lean in on plant-based botanicals. I love a good oil. I love an apricot seed oil. I love a metafoam seed oil. And like, really, like the main problem is that scent isn't necessarily designed to last per se. But when you're incorporating certain ingredients that really work well with skin and just like chemistry, we decided and, and we're able to create a product that is a little bit more substantial, I would say. Um, and this isn't to say that we won't branch out into like a traditional eau de parfum, but really we wanted to focus on intentionality and enhancing people's self-care rituals with the product that just truly just works. That sounds so nice. Oh, thank you. So 
what does that look like? You said eventually you'll branch out to a traditional eau de parfum. So what does your product look like right now? Is it oil? It's a roll-on or how does it? It's a spritz. It's a spritz. spritz. So it's a a dry oil formulation. So when people say oil perfume, they're like, oh my God, they automatically have this idea in their head. And we're like, no, 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 no. Let's turn that around. Because if you think like in the Eastern world, like my mom took a trip to Egypt a few years ago and she brought me back these like the sexiest like elixirs. Like, Mm. and I'm like, whoa, like this is fancy. Like, and I guarantee if I put one of those things on right now, you'll smell me two weeks later. Like Mm. it's the craziest thing. Like when it comes to like concentration and like all of these things. And so, you know, we just sexified oil perfume. Like we call it a really cool name. Like what is a supercharged skin scent? Essentially it's an oil perfume, but it's spritzable. Um, It doesn't leave you sticky or leave you oily or greasy, but we knew that like, okay, if we want to take some of these like Eastern philosophies when it comes to beauty and fragrance and we want to market them to a Western world, like we're going to have to find ways that make it easier for people to understand or easier for them to want to buy into air quotes without playing on what stereotype they might already have in their mind about oil perfume. I love that. I because yeah, when you were saying that you were using oils, initially I just assumed that it was a roll-on, you know, because that's kind of the only mm, right. idea of an oil perfume that I have. But um roll-ons are great, but I feel like the scent throw isn't as great as an eau de parfum because it's just on one right. place, right? Like whereas uh with the right. spritz obviously it's going to spritz. <laughs> so this is awesome. Well, sure. This is a great idea. It's still Thank you. I really appreciate it. And you know, it's still very concentrated because it doesn't have the alcohol. The alcohol really helps with throw like in, in perfumery, like that's really what the alcohol function is. Um, but again, we're taking it back and like, think of this as our primer, right? Like say you say when you're wearing makeup, right? You have primer, then you put on your foundation, then you put on the setting spray and you're having this whole experience like, okay, we're going to do that in fragrance from a fragrance perspective. We have this primer, that you apply to the skin and it helps to adhere the scent to the skin. And then maybe we'll have a, you know, what we're calling our foundation, which is that eau de parfum that you apply to that. Like it's layered. We're taking mm. a layered approach to really helping people slow down because like one of the things I also realized in my just market research, just being a consumer of fragrance myself, like it's always that last hurried rush step. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh, let me try it on. Let me go out the house. Like, no, fragrance is designed for skin. Like it's not supposed to be spritz all over your clothes. Like essentially <laughs> you're supposed to like really spray it on your skin. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're being very intentional about teaching people like, hey, this is how it's really supposed to be worn. This is how you're going to get the most out of your product and taking them on a journey. Like this isn't a rushed thing. Like we're really... we're really trying to debunk some things here. Yeah, I love this. I really like that. I also like... I really love that there's no alcohol. I feel like there are a lot of perfume. I'm very sensitive to fragrances, but mm-hmm. there are definitely perfumes I've spritzed on at like Sephora where to me at the beginning, it just smells like alcohol. Mm-hmm. Alcohol. Yeah. Like because and likely the concentration of like the oil component isn't as strong and you're getting that really heavy whiff of the alcohol. But, you know, technology and science and perfumery has advanced and you don't have to necessarily use like corn grain alcohols anymore. There's healthier, more sustainable alternatives like sugarcane alcohol or, you know, whatever the case may be. But yeah, like you're not going to get that 
that whiff of the alcohol, you know, whatever. It does serve a function. I'm not going to say it's irrelevant, but mm-hmm. we've we've decided to kind of omit it uh, on the on the first side of things, the first wave of our products, and you know, maybe integrate it in a in a better way down the line. But yeah, like very very strong. And a lot of people, when I did a lot of market research, we did a blind survey actually. It was like 200 participants or something crazy. And some people reported the alcohol being like an irritant to their skin. Like they're so super like sensitive to fragrance. Like mm-hmm. even the alcohol just really doesn't, it doesn't rub them the right way, yeah. pun intended, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and so we're like, you know what? Well, why not rely on like plant oils that really like not only lock scent to skin, but they really do moisturize. So mm. we're skincare and fragrance together. Yeah. I uh, was just thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, it, it's nice that you've formulated a product that is supposed to be applied to skin and it's for the skin instead of you being like, yeah, it's our perfume, put it on your skin and there are irritating ingredients in it. Yeah. Like we've, we so nice. really were diligent about what it is that we really wanted to do, even down to the particular oils, like metal foam seed oil has a very rich fatty chain structure. So that's really one of our drivers behind the formula that, like I said, it helps to adhere scent to skin and really lasts long to moisturize you and lock in that moisture and, and whatnot. So ideally, take a shower, take a bath, however you cleanse yourself, towel off a little bit, apply your mudo, dab it in, allow the product to activate and to warm, let it dry down, put on your clothes, boom, reapply as needed. So I love this. I've got to get some... Yes, we'll send you. Oh, thank you. Because we're going into like, um, you know, scent season. It's almost going to be fall mm-hmm. and it's time for the like, candles and just like warmth and just all of. Yeah. And then like baking. And so all of these um, aromatic things that are happening in the house, but then also happening, I think, in nature. Right. Like the trees are changing. And yeah. So I'm just hearing you talk about this. and I love baths, girl. I'm a big bath girl and it's been like a couple of weeks. It's been so goddamn hot that I've been able to like, I know. you know, make a nice salty, like do the things that you're describing. And I was just like, I need that in my life. I need to get out of the shower and oil myself with a delicious smelling fragrance. That sounds great. Well, also, it sounds so nice the the description of like woodsy floral citrusy sounds so yeah. nice to me because I, yeah. I don't love any one of those alone but when they're all mixed together in a fragrance I feel like it's just perfect yeah um I selfishly created worthy for myself I feel like a yeah. lot of entrepreneurs create products to solve their own personal needs and then through their research and whatnot they figure out that people outside of them want that too. Um, and to your point, yeah, like I, I took a survey of what I was wearing and I was like, hmm, there's a hole here. Like I, I love what I have, but like I really want something like this in particular. And it took a lot of um, combing through a lot of Sephora reviews. Like I was on Sephora.com every day, looking, reading, Ulta, talking with people. We did that blind survey And what we did was we pretty much, and I don't know if this is giving away our sauce. I don't think so. I don't know. Whatever. Um, (laughs) We like took what people were saying and compiled it into this one particular fragrance. And that's why Worthy is going to be our signature. I don't foresee us ever discontinuing it. And so when we named it, I was like, well... Well, what are we going to name this thing that we never plan on getting rid of? And I'm like, well, I mean, everyone's worthy of this thing. And I'm like, oh, there Mm -hmm. you go. Worthy. So that's kind of like how it came about. But this episode is brought to you by Sax.com. 
At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. From the notes, right? Like citrus scents and especially like lavender too. Those are things that are commonly used in aromatherapy. One to calm you or to elevate your mood. Like they have specific chemical, their, their chemical makeups are very particular in that they have things in them that do certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Or when it comes to amber and vanilla and like woody scents, like mm-hmm. those are comforting notes. And at the end of the day, you know, we want people to feel like this is wrapping them in a love hug, wrapping mm. them in like this sensual kind of like sexy kind of moment. And, you know, our customers have really since, you know, I don't even like saying customers, our people, our mm-hmm. people have since <laughs> described the scent as a hug in a bottle. And I'm like, bingo, like that's you exactly it. what it is. So, yeah. And then red rose it has red rose in there because I think everyone deserves roses. Those are the love flowers, mm. uh, white tea. I love tea. I'm always drinking some tea because I need to calm down half the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so like everything's very intentional. All the notes were like hand picked, hand selected, all the, the main notes. But, you know, fragrance has like 90, 100 notes and to make one thing. But the main ones, at least very, 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 very intentional. I have a question. Uh, earlier, yeah. you were describing uh, layering fragrance. And I was curious if what you meant is that your product line has multiple products that you were to layer on top, one on top of the other. Or do you mean like first you get out of the bath and you put on Mudo and then you go and uh, layer your own fragrance? Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a mixture of both. But the way our product suite will be laid out is it's definitely meant to be layered. So your supercharged skin scent is like your first step. And then without spilling the beans too much, our next product would be number two. And then mm. eventually oh, I love this. number three, number four. So you meant I, it literally. I, I love this. Because <laughs> the way you said it, I was like... I was like, she means this literally. I think I'm hearing her correctly. And this yes. girl, she's not stupid. She'd be doing her research. So that's <laughs> awesome. No, I love this. Yes. But we're rolling it out very, very intentional rollout. Um, even down to like our sizing, like you have to purchase a travel size variety at first. Like we don't have a 100 milliliter, 50 milliliter yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's coming in the form of a. Okay, it's you, coming. It's, it's I coming. Not... It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yes. But like even down to travel, like millennials and Gen Zers are really into experimentation. So like, why would I give you 100 milliliters of, from a brand that you have absolutely no ties to? Like yeah. you have no clue what we smell like, what we're about. Like, why would I why would I present that as an offering to you when studies and research have just shown that that particular consumer cohort is really into trial and experimentation? So like, mm-hmm. why not? meet them where they are while inviting them to participate in our world at less of a, I guess, less of an initial investment. So very, very, very strategic. A true beauty baddie. That's what we're doing for three years. So smart. We call, we call our listeners beauty baddies and you are a true beauty baddie. So smart. Oh, I, I love it. it. Thank you. Can I add it to my bio? Yes, baddie? please do. <laughs> um, I've got another question for you. Mm-hmm. So in terms of layering scent, is there a, an amount 
how much scent should one use? Because we've all been there where somebody walks past you and you're just like, too much, sir or ma'am. Oh, my God. Even when it's a scent you really like love. Yes. 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 It's just too much. So is there a rule? Do you have your own personal rule? Because if we're going to be layering, girl, we want to be luring them in, not repelling them, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, really comes down to like the education piece because so many people feel like this is the last step in their beauty routine ritual and like I gotta go I'm gonna spray it all over my clothes like I'm gonna like it is like da, 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 da. like if you're using it the way in which fragrance is intended like you don't really need too much so it goes back to like okay mm. let's slow down for a second and let's think skin first so I like to apply fragrance on my erogenous zone so my neck in between my cleavage, the back of my knees, the bends of my elbows, places where the body naturally conducts heat, because that allows the fragrance to really like open up over time. And it allows the this the fragrance to tell its story, right? Mm. Because, you know, you, you first get the whiff of like your top notes and then your middle notes come through and then your base notes, which are those grounding notes, that's really what's going to carry you through like the day, right? So when you're just, when you're being strategic about placement, you're really allowing the fragrance its chance to really, really shine versus like on your clothes, like, like what, like, what is it going to do on your clothes? Like realistically, like you're going to get that strong scent, but like, it's not going to give you the chance to really appreciate the artistry that is perfume. Like it is a, this is a science, like this is an art form. And so I try to just tell people to remember those, those few tips. Those are great. That's awesome. That's a great rule. I love it. Okay, so I know we've got to let you go. Will you um, tell everybody how they can support you, how we can find you on the internet, and how we can buy your products and all the things? This was so much fun. You're so knowledgeable. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, if you're interested in keeping up with Mudo, uh, we're on social media at Mudo Official. So that's M-O-O-D-E-A-U-X Official. On Facebook, it's just Mudo. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also, if you want to check out our website, you can go to mudo.com. Uh, as of May 24th of this year, 2022, we launched into retail. That was actually my birthday too. And I wanted to be the vain Gemini that I can be and launch on my birthday. So you can find us at Credo, which for those unfamiliar, Credo is the number one clean beauty retailer on the planet. And you're so the you first black fragrance brand to be included, right? Credo. Yes, we are the first black fragrance label to be sold at Credo. So congratulations there. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love them so much. They're so amazing. They've been like the the utmost, most supportive partners. Like I just had a pitch competition the other day and Annie, the co-founder of Credo, emails me and is like, good luck. The whole Credo team is rooting for you. Like they're such a I've heard this about them. Like, so sweet for no reason. Actually, for all the reasons. Yes. I love it. And it's just an honor to be, you know, a part of the family. They've they've been riding for us uh, since the very, 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 very beginning. That's so. so dope. Man, I remember when the first Credo store opened and now they're number one on the planet. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. So and, yeah. you're it. and you're there, girl. That's in- so fucking yeah. cool. So dope. So dope. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, we're, we're growing, being strategic about who we partner with, but they were absolutely a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. We'll let you go. 
You're so great. And also, I love the look. This is very great for Zoom. I'm going to tell the listeners, you've got this fantastic yeah. baseball hat on, great white framed glasses and a red lip. So it's just like every part of you is like popping. Whereas like the rest and of us, like, I'm, falling in, I'm falling into like my clothes in the closet. You can't even see my face. Like you're killing it. Oh Thank you. You know? You've got the Zoom thing down. Yeah. Screen, but I can tell Truly. you a look. Right? You can, yes. Can you Honestly, yes. God, I got to come hang I out with it. you and like learn some online marketing tricks because clearly you know what you're doing. I'm like, she showed up to the <laughs> Zoom. Like, I'm never going to forget you. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I love it. You all have been nothing but amazing. Like, I love your show. I love what you're doing. I love how you share your platform with emerging brands and people like myself. It does not go unnoticed, the work that you're doing to amplify our voices. So it's been so fun. Like, this is extremely fun. Thank awesome. you so much for having me. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you for such nice words. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that. Let's get into some treatment and product options. Love this. So I know that you have an entire setup next to you filled with your favorite scents. I wanted to bring up something that's very funny and I didn't think about it. And I texted you the other day. I was like, I have an Elizabeth Taylor uh, perfume that is like, uh, I almost bought this as, well, because, you know, sometimes, yeah, things can be, uh, these can be expensive. And so uh, when I moved recently, this was almost my like, I just moved. Here's a new, like, this is going to break in my new apartment sort of thing. How does it uh, smell? It's basically just gardenias. Like, mm. it, it's a cheap it's a cheap cologne or a perfume. It's only 15 bucks. 15, um, one five, and it's huge. And no, it's, it's very big. It's also, I mean, and a lot of people are guilty with this in the scent world, I think, too, is that, like, this is just a cool bottle. It's like a, it's like a vase almost. Yes. But it's like this really, like... 90s or like 60s green yes and then it has like a clear like if this was made in the 60s this would probably be like glass but it's just a plastic yes top and then yeah like i'll spray it i mean it's just gardenias it smells like my grandma's house but i mean i love it it's just so um it's like comforting. It's very mid-century modern. Like it yes. looks like a lamp that I have uh, saved on my eBay page right now. <laughs> um, but like very grandma, very chic grandma. Yes. Very much like your grandma that you go to. She doesn't bake cookies, but you want her purses in her will. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She yes. probably sneaks a little bit of gin yes. into her coffee or whatever. Yes. Um, and it's, you know, it's so funny because I was looking up the... I mean, obviously, it's called gardenia, but it also is like green leaves, lily of the valley, peony, orchid, you know, carnations. Like, so there's a lot of different flowers, but. So it really says gardenia, but what it means is grandma. Yeah, exactly. They just like concocted, like, this is what your grandma smells like. We'll call it gardenia because that's what everybody thinks their grandma smells like. But it's this great combination of all these floral notes. Yeah. I love that. What What are some of your favorites? Okay, so my favorite. Yes, I'm a snot. And I only use one brand of perfume because I was honestly never a perfume wearer until I found this line. And I I just love it. I love it so much. So I love Le Labo. 
Yeah, how did you find it? So I found the Labo because I was, when I first got in, interested in skincare and I was like making my own products, I started looking around to see like what were the other small sort of makers. And um, a girl, one of my homegirls was like, oh my God, you've got to check out this company called Le Labo. They make all of their perfumes by hand. They only use essential oils and herbs. And it's like this tiny shop in Soho, which at the time they were. And uh, I couldn't afford anything. But at the time, everybody was wearing Santel 33. And um, I just kind of like looked from afar and I would go and I would just like smell everything. But everything, <laughs> everything is so expensive. Even, I mean, I, I'm going to pull up the price list. But, um, but also with that being said, this is also when I first discovered essential oils. And so I knew that what I was smelling had so much complexity. And oftentimes I would smell something and be like, oh, well, I could like blend this at home. Like, oh, I could just like do this at home. And this, there was so much complexity that it was just like, bitch, no. <laughs> no, you can't. You know, it was it was just so thoughtful. And yeah. um and then they ended up selling within like 3 years to I need to look it up. I'm pretty sure uh, Estee Lauder. Oh wow. They got bought by Estee Lauder in like 3 years. Oh um, my gosh, that's quite a rise. Right? Um, and I like that on their website, they're like, we don't give anything away for free whether you're a celebrity or anything. Everybody pays. This is all small batch. Like we are you know, we do this because we love it. And so, you know, I'm like a sucker for like entrepreneurial stories and like crafters and makers. So I just love that so, so much. And then I got, um, I went in to buy one and then I saw that they had the sampler kit and the sampler kit, I think it was that they gave you one of every, I think one of every one of their scents, a sample of it for I think like $80 or something along those lines. That's um, very cool. Which I thought was great because because their scents start at, let's see, what's their smallest one? A 50 milliliter, uh, which is 1.7 ounces, is $215. Ooh. Yeah. So a 9 millimeter, which is 16.9 ounces, so kind of like the, the Elizabeth Arden Gardenia, is $1,045. But that's, I mean, see, that's, I mean, again, the 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 Rihanna uh, Sauvage uh, Day perfume is like kind of my first step into more expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, that's, oh, I, I hope, hopefully want to be there someday. No, like, you okay? So first of all, now I know what I'm going to get you as a gift. I'm going to get you the discovery <gasps> kit because it's excellent. But um, this I love because it's truly this to me. It's like when I so much of what I am today, what I'm like strive to be is the the type of woman that like I imagined like my grandmother was, right? And so I imagine my ancestors just living in this time where like, you know, things were glass and metal and well made and like crafted and I don't know. And so when I look at these products and like when I smell it, it's like I can smell the craftsmanship. Like there's layers to the fragrance. Um yeah. the scent throw is so beautiful. Um and it's also very concentrated. Like you do two sprays and okay, so last year was the first year that I, I bought myself a bottle. I got the fifty milliliter. Can wait, can I see it? Oh, it's beautiful. See, that's when you know, because I think that's the difference between really expensive stuff too on some level, is that like I feel like some of the cheaper colognes and perfumes make a fun bottle, trying to kind of disguise the fact that maybe it's not as like Right. You know, so like because I noticed really expensive colognes and perfumes are like we don't need to like we don't need to mess around. Like here's just a plain bottle. Well, it goes back to it's everything that we always talk about with skincare is like, you know, the best products 
are not sexy because they put all of the money in the ingredients. So there's no money left over for the packaging. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. everything's like black and white and like uh, Times New Roman font, but it fucking works. And it's the same. Ugh. You're absolutely right. This is just a plain bottle. Um, I like the the label because it's almost like um, like a whiskey label. Like somebody typed it up on a typewriter, but it yeah. always has uh, the date that it was made and like who it was made by and who it was made for. So this was... Okay, so the other thing that I love about them is that they do refills. And so if you get a refill, <gasps> if you send back your bottle, then I think it ends up being like, it's a decent amount off, maybe $50 off or $40 off or something, something that makes it worth it. And yeah, so sure. when you send it back, um, it says compounded in Chicago by KV on 526.22 for Elizabeth Taylor. Wow. So That's it's like, cool. It's cool, right? That's so, so cool. My favorite... Okay, so Le Labo. My favorite scents from Le Labo, I'm telling you guys the secrets, you're welcome. My favorite is uh, Fleur de Oranger 27. And I love it. Let me get the exact notes. I'm so impressed by you, Stephen, that you have all of the exact top notes and I want to be like you. Well, I mean, I, you know, if I'm going to be on True Beauty Brooklyn, like I have to, you know, I didn't want to mess around, you know. But also Fragrantica, I really like their website because it is truly just like, the equivalent of like Wikipedia for Star Wars or something, but it's for, for all this, for all the scents and perfumes and colognes. No, I'm definitely going there after this. Yes. I want to read about perfumes. Um, so this says it's a natural and one of a kind orange blossom creation that took more than three years to compose. It's innate nobility is enhanced by fresh floral and lemony notes rounded out by musk and the succulent sunny touches of bergamot, Petite grain and lemon. The orange blossom has intensity and a delicious ambiguity that gives everyone the absolute power of sensuality. Ooh. Ooh. got chills. Um, so that's like my summer, you know, day-to-day scent. My, um, my night scent ooh. It, ooh, is uh, <laughs> the Noir 29. And the Noir 29 is actually what I went to get in the first time, the first time that I went oh, really? to Le Labo. But it's just very, it's very strong, I would say. Not strong, but like, whereas the Fleur de Orange, I feel like it's just very, it's like a light, you know, daytime smell. This is, is um, for, you want to, you want someone to smell you. You want someone to be like, bitch, who are you? Yeah, you yeah, know? of course. Yeah, no, I, there's definitely, it's funny since, since going on this journey, you know, again, my signature scent for a while was, or for a long time, for almost 10 years, or, you know, for most of this has been the Burberry. But if I'm like almost hanging out with friends that I know well, I almost don't like, I can just change it up. Whereas mm. like, if I'm like, if I'm going out somewhere specifically and want to make an impression, then I like go back to the classic, you know, yes. it's like, yes, it, it's almost more about mood and occasion. Totally. Um, for me. So that's that's interesting that you kind of have that also a similar kind of difference. Yeah, for sure. And even just smelling it now is like, oh yes, this is an evening scent. Yeah. So the Noir 29 combines depth and freshness, softness and strength through permanent oscillation between the light of bergamot, fig and bay leaves and the depth of cedarwood, vetiver and musk. A special extraction of black tea leaves wraps up the composition by bringing in the formula a dry, leafy, hay, tobacco feeling in the dry down to transform this creation into a sensuous and addictive essence. 
they're not wrong. On YouTube, the the obnoxious c- cologne guys, these are like the five cents women love, you know, like it's, one the- <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Oh my God, that's so funny. Ew, no, no, no. So those are my top two. The other, my other favorite, I also love um, the Rose 31 and then I also love thir- uh, Santel 33. But I've been trying to find a rose. I, I really like the smell, but I feel like it's hard to come by, at least in men's cologne. Yeah. So I've been trying to find something in that world that would suit my mood or whatever okay well this is also what i love about le labo is that it's it's genderless everything yeah it's not for men or women everything is for everybody and in fact the santel 33 i've um i've told this story before but i i smelled it i've smelled it so many times on women i guess specifically that i was caught off guard when like this beautiful I mean, I'm sure he's gay, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Beautiful, <laughs> like dark-skinned black man, so fashionable, like just so well-dressed and put together, walked past me. And as he walked past me, I like, got this, like it just hit my nose of Santel 33. To the point I turned around, at, like at, it was just like, who are you? <laughs> who is this person? Like oh, it was just man. so sensual. Yeah. Ooh, so, striking. so, yeah, so striking. It was really, really lovely. And I think after that is when I was like, let me, I need to get me some Santel 33 because I need somebody to be doing that with their head to me. Yeah, I walk yeah. past oh and they're gosh. like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Be that. Yeah. Be that for somebody in your life. You I lo- yes, for sure. Um, so that's, those are mine. Tell us about all of your favorites. Well, I was going to say, I've kind of been dropping a little bit of, of some back and forth, but, um, I mean, two specifically that I've been really into lately, again, during the pandemic, I got into Ferrari's Pure Lavender, which it's it's very funny. And I didn't I didn't quite see how this connection got started, but it almost makes sense that cars in Cologne would be tied together. Like, again, Ferrari, Jaguar. Yes. Um, the person, the type of person who would want a Ferrari or a Jaguar anyway, for sure. I can see those two things being connected. I mean, this lavender Ferrari bottle is just kind of it's it's but it's minimal, which I appreciate, but it's kind of got a little bit of of a shape to it. And then there's like almost like a I'm pretty sure this is fake leather, but like leather wrapped around the cap. Mm -hmm. But the cap is like heavy, like it feels substantial and weighty. And uh, it's also uh, genderless or like it's unisex. Um, it was launched in 2015. Again, its notes are cardamom, bergamot, and lemon. And then its middle notes are lavender and sage. This became the, like, uh, I'm at home and I just want to, like, instead of burning a candle, this is just kind of, like, the thing that I'm just going to, like, do that every couple hours. Because, again, it, it's not too expensive. I think it was, like, I think it was, like, $60. I mean, I got a pretty big bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm almost done with it. And I think this is the second bottle that I've gone through during the pandemic. Wow. I just got really, because I love lavender. And so just, like, having almost, like, a refreshing version of that was something that I really, really enjoyed. And then... This is kind of just for the bottles, but I mean, I do like it. It's Ariana Grande's Cloud. I also have Heartbreak, I think, which also has like a cool bottle. This is basically like, it's like a cloud plasticky. It kind of looks like anime or like cartoony. It does. It's very cartoony. Yeah. And it's like sitting in like a cloud. It's cartoony high end in the way that um, like Mew Mew or like Marc Jacobs can be like playful and but yes. still high end. Yes, definitely. And yeah, this is... Uh, it was launched in 2018, and uh, its top notes are lavender, pear, bergamot, but its middle note is whipped cream. What? And 
I, I, I don't know if I necessarily obviously smell whipped cream, but I noticed that I, I like all of there at least the two Ariana Grande scents that I've uh, that I have because they're like uh, oh, but because the base notes are musk and woody, so I oh, feel like so it cancels out kind of. Yeah, so they, I don't know, they're kind of, they feel light, but they feel substantial, mm. which I feel like maybe is Ariana Grande's music. I don't know. But like, like I feel like all of her albums end up sticking in your head more than you would think they would. So like this cloud is very, it's like dark, but it, it like, it feels playful. Mm-hmm. It does. It feels very, yeah, I would agree. It feels playful, but still um, like high end. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and again, I mean, the Rihanna one is just like, it's funny because I, you know, it doesn't say this on Fragrantica, but I feel like I was reading somewhere talking about it like it basically is just all middle notes mm. in a way that like, that just makes sense for how Rihanna is, where she's just kind of unapologetic. This is just going to be, there's no confusion about what this is. Ah, uh. it, And it's very like, I don't know, it just feels, it's kind of like, it's a little bit syrupy in a, like a good way where it's like not too sweet. And again, it, it's, uh, it's top notes are blueberry. Like I love blueberry and to me, blueberry never really has like a unique, like it doesn't have like a, I can't like think of what blueberry smells like, but I know what it is. And mm. I feel like that's the kind of thing where like, it's again, Rihanna's not playing around, but it's iconic. And I don't know. It just, I mean, I can't wait to actually go out where I've not, I haven't gone out wearing this yet. I'm like oh, really, really excited to do that. No, I haven't done anything. Actually, you know what? I did wear this. I went to the Jurassic World Dominion premiere and I did wear this for oh, that. Oh, nice. I did, I did wear that for that. Yeah. And that was like, I was already wearing a pink, uh, like short suit combo thing to, cause I was like paying homage to Laura Dern's character in the original Jurassic Park. And she's always like a, such a strong in the, this, you know what this is? This scent feels like you're living in the moment. Like it, there's mm. no, it, it's it's because it's only middle notes or that's kind of the way I saw it described. Um, you're always you're not focusing on like, oh, how does this smell later? How it's always just kind of smell the same almost a little bit or like it's attempting to achieve that. And I think it does to some extent. Like, I don't feel like it necessarily smells different on me later mm. in a way. But I love again, that. this is all just very like, <laughs> no, no, but you know. it's kind of exactly what you're saying. Like Rihanna's like, bitch, I'm here. Yeah. Like, come on. That's it. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know what else I wanted to talk about? And this is kind of a little bit on a separate topic, but I'm interested in that you like kind of spray throughout the day instead of lighting a candle, you said? Yeah. Do you also light candles? I do love candles. Um, I think just lately during the summer, it's just too hot. I, know. I just can't do candles during the summer. I, I feel like I am such a winter candle person. Like to me, I'm very much like, yeah, during the summer, I'm always just trying to do the equivalent of the like salt air. Totally. Like I'll do I'll do like a lavender or like a sea salt spray, like vanilla thing. You know, with, dur- during the summer though, it's hard to light candles. Although I do have a my friend M gave me a Shake Shack themed candle. Oh my god! Uh, by Apotheki. <laughs> And this um, smells like fresh French fries, basically. Um, well, I was going to say, this is actually coming out in the fall, in, at the beginning of September. So we're going into candle season. 
Yes. So Le Labo also makes candles. Um, and if you're ever at a very fancy hotel and you smell that Santal 33, that's because they're burning it, girl. And they're very expensive, but they do make candles. Um, the other uh, candle company, scent company that I want to shout out because we burn this at True Beauty and I have these at my home. And every person who walks into the studio or walks into my home, even our neighbors who own uh our neighbors at True Beauty who are a restaurant, they say every time we open the door, they can smell it. And everybody wants to know what these Ooh. candles are. So we love Nest Candles. It's called Nest New York. And one of my clients uh, did PR for them, and she brought me a bunch of their candles one day, and that was the end of my life. So they make candles, but then they also make like diffusers. Um, I, they make fragrances also. Honestly, I've never ventured into their fragrances. I told you I'm a... Uh, a loyalist. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't stray from Le Labo. But now that I'm a Nest Candle gal, I don't stray from Nest Candles either. Um, my favorite scent is bamboo. I shouldn't tell y'all that because that's the scent of true beauty. But it's incredible. Um, that sounds really good. It's really, I, I don't know if I've ever messed with a with a bamboo one. Well, uh. it's okay. So it says it's called bamboo. But let me tell you what the notes are, because it doesn't smell like bamboo. It smells very floral. So um, a blend of white florals with an abundance of lush green notes and hints of sparkling citrus creates a welcoming aroma. They're not wrong. (laughs) So the uh, Nest Candles, the small, smaller ones, I think it's like an eight ounce. Their classic candle starts at $46. Again, not cheap, but this makes a really, really great gift. Um... They have like these bigger three wick candles that are eighty dollars. Um, but again, the scent throw. The reason that I love these is because the scent throw is so strong that you don't have to burn it for very long to get your entire house to fill filled with the scent. So these last quite a long time. Ooh, that's nice. So this eighty dollar candle we burn at True Beauty um, for. You know, you're not supposed to burn them for more than three hours at a time, but it lasts, ends up lasting about uh, two months, and we burn it almost every day. Oh, wow. That's yeah. wonderful. My, our neighbor, she's like, what is that candle? It smells so good. Every time you open the door to let a client in, I can smell it on the street. Ooh, I love that. Again, I, I love this. I, I mean, again, with scents, it's just such a, I don't know, you're almost creating... It's not like mythologizing, but it's very much like you just want to be associated with certain things. Totally. You know, and to, ha- and to actually have a little bit of that power to be able to do that is kind of exciting. Creating ambiance, baby. It's creating ambiance. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do. I love that. Well, I-, I will say that one candle, like, again, I I think, and maybe this is something that's maybe more with men, like, y- you know, you're not thinking about this stuff for a long time. And then when you start, you kind of go on the cheaper end and you're sort of exploring the more synthetic things and stuff. And then, you know, you're buying Yankee Candle, that sort of thing, you totally. know, that sort of thing at Target. But uh, recently, as of, a, I mean, a few years ago, I discovered this like small candle company called Flores Lane, mm-hmm. um, actually because through my friend Anna, I got to go make a candle at this woman Trisha's place. She was... I mean, she's like a mad scientist. She was like her whole apartment was just filled like with candle making stuff. And she makes, you know, small batches and stuff like that. And recently she actually came out, speaking of Laura Dern, she came out with a candle called Laura Fern. Aww. And it's um and it's funny because when I uh because essentially she ha- uh, had I'm not sure if she still has it, but she was doing like you can actually go make a candle with her. And so that's what I did. So I made like a dinosaur scent. And so I I put stuff like fern and sea salt air because I wanted something that smelled like prehistoric. And so this Laura Fern candle that she has, 
is kind of in that vein of like ferns. It has some earthiness, some herbs like basil and neroli. Um, you know, on our website, it says to capture the complex yet delicate nature of Laura herself. Um, these candles are, they're slightly scented with essential oils, um, all natural soy wax, and they're actually made out of recycled glass jars. I love um, that. And so, yeah, she recently, like, I think a year ago, she moved into an actual, you know, outside of her place, which is just very exciting. I imagine if you're a small business to like move from your apartment into a separate building. And then because she just had like it was just so cool seeing this lab of like, you know, different um, like heating elements and different wax uh, pots and everything. It just was such a cool mad scientist place that smelled amazing. But um, I recently got a bunch of her candles that she was actually they were selling them at the Academy Museum here in L.A. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I got to I basically got to try all of them and they're all just very like uh it's like they're they're slow burns so they're just very they're a lot more subtle than and again that difference between like synthetic and natural where it's like these you can you can smell them but they're not in your face or anything like that. Mhm. I love that. I love that you made your own own candle and you made it like dinosaur scented and like the the way that you thought about what a dinosaur would smell. I love that. That's so cool. And I want to smell this candle. Oh yeah, it's I still have some of it left. I'm su- I'm such a like for a while like I definitely am somebody where I kept all my candles cuz I'm like but there's still a little bit at the bottom. Yeah. And and so I I definitely want to I mean I still have some of them. I want to like melt them and put them in smaller things and make them last longer. Oh, fun. I That's love a project. This. <laughs> um I love this. Should we do our beauty baddie moment of the week? Start to wrap up our show? Yeah. So this is a surprise for you, Stephen, but our beauty baddie moment of the week is where we recap a moment during the week that we felt beautiful in a non-traditional way. So these can be moments of growth, moments of self-care, moments of happiness, whatever. You can record us a voicemail with your beauty baddie moment of the week at 866-6-BADDIE. That's 866-622-3343. So my beauty baddie moment of the week I promised myself that I would be taking more trips to California, specifically to hang with the Exactly Right crew. So like whatever events we got, I got invited to that I would say yes to, because unfortunately last year, you know, everything was so new. We were opening up the new studio. And so we got invited to like several different events and we could never go. And it's just like something that I regret and I don't like living with regrets. I try not to. So I promised myself that I would say yes to all these different events. So Lady to Lady is celebrating their 10 year anniversary and they invited yeah. us to their uh, they're having an IRL party um, and invite us to go. And so I immediately said yes. Booked my Airbnb. Got to book my flight still, but I'm coming. That's exciting. Yeah. And then we'll hang out and that'll be so fun. Exactly. You got to come to your closet because it turns out you only wear five outfits and you got a pile. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have to do work while I'm here, but if it's fun, then we'll, that'll be fun. Okay. <laughs> um, what's your beauty baddie moment of the week? You got something to share with us? Yes. I actually, it's very funny. I think we were talking about this before, but uh, I, I just recently discovered that my vitamin D deficiency is very high. And so instead of like feeling bad about it, I just was like, you know, uh, I just went for a, I went on a walk today to, to go get coffee. And instead of like, yeah, just instead of feeling bad about it, I was like, oh, cool. I already did it. Like I already, I already made the first step. So, um, I don't really like feeling sweaty, but I just was like, this is whatever. It's not about that. You know, it's just about going for a walk, taking 20, 30 minutes to just get out of the house, 
because uh, you know the podcaster lifestyle is very much an indoor kid lifestyle. So, uh, but you know, it just felt nice. It just was like this is just what I need to do. Yes, no reason to feel bad. Like you said, no regrets, and uh, yeah, just a chance to be that weird person in the neighborhood wearing pink Crocs and like Lolita sunglasses and just you know with a uh, with a wrinkled Henley and like whatever and, sh- and uh, you know shorts, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it I'm doesn't out, matter. I'm out, I'm, I'm out and about. I'm living, you know? Yes. It's exercise is so important. So important. Every time I feel awful and it's been a lot lately, unfortunately, but like as soon as I go for a walk, I immediately feel, even if it's just like a fraction better. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to go for a walk after this. Love it. And we got you some vitamin D supplements also. Yes. So you're taking lots of, uh, lots of steps to wellness. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's it. Um, I'm not sure what we have planned for our show next week because we're recording this very far in advance, actually. So we're way ahead of schedule. Still have to figure out our whole autumn lineup. Ooh, that's very exciting. Well, I mean, hopefully, whether or not I'm an inaugural thing to the lineup, this is I'm I'm always excited to tune in. So oh, fun! Yeah, thank you for being a guest today. This is my guest host. You weren't even a guest. You're my guest co-host. Ugh, this is so yeah. This is again. This is like a. It's like a. You know, I feel like. We were, I think we're similar in that sense of like always turning things into a project and stuff like that. And so I'm glad that I kind of got to express a little bit of that today with with getting to to guest host today. So that's very fun. A hundred percent. Yeah, you just got to come and chat and share your passion with the world. And hopefully, some people are going to go to Fragrance Topia. Fra- Fragrantica. Fragrance Topia, though. That's a good, that's a is good... there a Perfume Topia? Or am I making that up? I think that's a, a store in the mall. Perfume Topia. That sounds correct. <laughs> I can smell that now too. Right? Like just, but ho- hopefully you um, turned somebody on to perfumes today, into colognes, into scents, and inspired somebody to go out there and start smelling some things. Yeah, well, I mean, it just it, for me, it was always something that I always cared about things smelling good, and then like going on YouTube and seeing like whoever it was just getting passionate about it. It's like, oh yeah, this doesn't have to be. This can just be a thing. It doesn't have to be like a male female thing or whatever it could just be like hey we just love smelling good and being into creating an ambiance creating a vibe totally creating a vibe a hundred percent um will you tell our listeners where they can send their listener letters yes happy to so you can dm or email us your listener letters in beauty baddie moments of the week on instagram at true beauty brooklyn podcast or true beauty brooklyn podcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail with your beauty baddie moment of the week to 866-6-BADDIE. We may play it at the end of the show to help inspire the other baddies out there. You can follow our Instagram, our personal Instagram accounts. I'm at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm at Stephen Ray Morris. And you can obviously catch me on the Purrcast. Or if you want more Laura Dern moments, you can catch me at C Jurassic Right, that, uh, the Jurassic Park and Dinosaur and Laura Dern podcast that I do. I love <laughs> and, uh, this. Yeah. Your passion for Jurassic Park has honestly given me, not a passion, but I'm like, I got to watch that movie again because my friend is very obsessed. So the least I can do is maybe like watch the movie for the first time in 10 years. Oh, man. I would love to hear what you think about it. Rewatch again. For sure. I'm going to. Um, If you live locally, you can make an appointment at TrueBeautyBrooklyn.com to hang with me in Greenpoint. I'm at 166 Franklin Street. And if you don't live locally, you can book a virtual skincare consultation with me at TrueBeautyBrooklyn.com. And that's it, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a COCBK production. 
produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro, mixed by Beta Wave. Follow us on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.